book of Luke, chapter number 3, with the baptism of Jesus. And if you have your Bible, you can follow along. If if not, you have a phone or a tablet. Or we're also going to put the words on the screen for you to follow along there as well. Luke, chapter 3, starting in verse number 21, says, When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. This is an incredible picture of the Trinity. You have God the Father speaking. You have the Holy Spirit descending as a dove, or I should say like a dove, not an actual dove, but like a dove. And then Jesus, of course, is in the water, being baptized. And this voice says these words, You are my beloved Son. Now we know from history that Jesus at this point was about 30 years of age. So he's right at about 30 years of age. Of course, we know that he was born. We know the circumstances surrounding his birth. We know that there was a king whose name was Herod, that tried to kill all the babies, to and under. But after that particular incident, we don't know a whole lot about Jesus' childhood, his teenage years, his 20s. And now here he is, 30 years old, and we don't know if he had ever faced any opposition at all. We don't know if there was ever a spiritual attack on his life. The Bible doesn't record it. History doesn't record it. All we know is at 30 years of age, Jesus is baptized and God publicly identifies him as his son. Now in Luke chapter 4, starting in verse number 1, it says this, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. If you're the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. If, if you are, if you are the Son of God. 30 years Jesus lived on earth. For 30 years, we don't hear anything about any spiritual warfare, any attack of the enemy. But then the moment God publicly identifies Jesus as his son, suddenly the enemy comes in. Now the Holy Spirit put a pull on Jesus, a tug. The Bible says he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days of prayer and fasting. How many of you glad for 21 days of prayer and fasting? How many of you glad you don't have to spend it in the wilderness? Come on now. You could still go home and sleep in your bed and sit on your couch, right? 21 days of prayer and fasting. Jesus fasted for 40 days. 40 days. And then at the end of those 40 days, here comes the enemy. What was he really after? What was the challenge? The challenge wasn't, hey, Jesus, I don't want you to to perform miracles. I mean, that might have been part of it, or, or it wasn't, hey, I don't want you to teach. I don't want you to do good. 
the challenge was really, it came at an exact moment in time when God had publicly identified Jesus as his son. Listen now, here's the point. It was the identity that God was, was given to Jesus that the devil was after. The devil came the moment Jesus was identified. Why? Because the devil knew. Oh, no, no. If he walks around believing he's the son of God, he, he might teach with authority. He might preach with boldness. He, he might heal people. He might lay hands on the sick. He, he might cast out demons. He might raise the dead. He might open blinded eyes. Why? Because, oh, he's going to realize he's the son of God. So the devil had to challenge Jesus' identity. And if you're here and you're wondering, why can I seem to, to move forward in my relationship with God? Why does it seem like I take one step forward and two steps back? Why can't I ever serve God for more than a month or two months or three months? Why can't I seem to break through? It's because every time you try, every time you press forward, every time you move forward with 21 days or, or 10 days or whatever it is, the enemy comes and here's what he's after. He's after you knowing who you are in Christ. He doesn't want you to know that. Why? Because if you realize who you are in Christ, you might preach with boldness. You might teach with authority. You might lay hands on the sick. You might go around healing people. Why? Because you realize this is what Jesus did, so he's the son of God. Hey, guess what? I'm a child of God. I could do the same things he did. Amen? It's identity he's after. He's trying to, to take from you, you knowing who you are in Christ. That's why he was after Jesus at that particular moment. He never messed with him until that moment that we know of. But the moment identity was realized, the devil came in to challenge it. And he's challenging you even today. He's challenging you all this week. He's going to challenge you this coming week. He doesn't want you to know who you are in Christ. Because there's something about knowing who you are that defines what it is you're called to do. You see, I, 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 I was made by God's hands. This is not some random incident uh, standing in front of you. This isn't just the product of two people who, who tried to stay warm. This, this isn't just some random thing, right, who's who standing in front of you. This isn't some blob of tissue that, that doesn't have a purpose. No, I have a purpose, and guess what? You're the same way. You have a purpose. You have a destiny. God made you. He formed you with his own hands. Listen to Psalm 139. I want you to listen to these words. We're going to put it on the screen. It says this, For you formed my inward parts. Huh? You covered me in my mother's womb. I, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Man, I love that part of it. Oh, somebody say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that's my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they are all written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I am awake, I am still with you. 
Listen, everybody, we're, we're not the product of two rocks that just decided that, that they were going to lose their GPS and just bump into each other and things started to just spin and frogs were formed. Frogs decided to walk on land and become monkeys and then monkeys decided to become humans. Listen, that's ridiculous, right? No, you're here because God made you. You were fearfully and wonderfully made by God's own hands. Amen? Listen to Job chapter 10, verse 8. It says, Your hands made me and fashioned me. I am an intricate unity. God put me together in such an intricate, such a, such a unique way. There's nobody with my fingerprint. There's nobody with my DNA. There's nobody that matches my eye retina. I am unique. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I look at you and I think the same thing. Huh? You're, you're not an accident. You're not random. God made you. He put you together. He formed your life. And before you were ever born, God knew you. Amen? I've had the pleasure of going to the Louvre Museum in, in Paris, France, and seeing the Mona Lisa. You know, it's only about that big. Just to hate to burst your bubble, but it's about that big. And it's behind this big plate of glass. But when I looked at it, I didn't think, how did that happen? I wonder if paint just decided to collide with each other and get splattered on a wall and suddenly a masterpiece just appeared, huh? I didn't think that. I looked at that and I went, somebody made that. Huh? And listen now, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, in the New Living Translation, it says, you are God's masterpiece. You're no accident. God formed you. He put you together. And if he did all that, he did it for a reason, for a purpose. Just as we sang today, hey, guess what? I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. I have been made. I have a purpose. Listen, my life counts. There's destiny on the inside of me. Amen? It's my identity. It's my identity. And the devil wants to steal that from us. He wants to take from us. He wants to say, no, 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 you're random. You're an accident. Listen to this. Your purpose will always be wrapped up in identity. You can't separate the two. Your purpose will always be wrapped up in your identity. If you find out who you are, you'll find out why you were born, why you were made. You have, to, you have to understand that they're tied together. There's something inside of you that wants to know anyway. Huh? There's something inside of you, listen, that wants this to happen these 21 days. There's something inside of you. You just want to discover something about yourself. My wife and I spent some time uh, over Christmas holidays uh, on vacation. And so we went and saw movies, you know, saw a couple movies and and I took her to one movie called Lions, and it's not real popular, but it's out there. And I remember when we went to see it, she knew nothing. In fact, I called her like an hour before the movie. I said, honey, uh, get dressed. We're going to go see a movie. What movie are we going to see? Well, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll tell you when we get there. And so she actually sat down in the movie theater, and she did not know the actors, the plot, theme. She knew nothing. She knew nothing what this movie's about. And I had watched the trailer and I was just excited. And she's like, you know, I never do this. I'm like, I know you must love me or something. Wow. This is amazing. 
Who would go to the movies and just without knowing anything? I'd never do that. Sucker. No, I didn't do it. So, <laughs> so I wanted to. But, but it's about a little boy in India who at the age of five or six years old gets lost. Lost from his family. Ends up in a whole other part of India. Gets adopted into another country. But there's something about him that yearns to just find out a little bit more about who he really is. And I won't give you all the details of the movie, but there's, there's that inside of us as well. There's something inside of us, our spirit. There's something yearning that wants to know, who am I really? I mean, who am I? Why am I on this earth? What's my purpose? Why do I belong? Huh? There's something inside of you that wants to know that. And Jesus had to fight to get it. See, we sometimes, sometimes think of Jesus as if he just walked on water. No, Jesus got hungry, right? I mean, he just didn't float around. The Bible says he was hungry. How many of y'all ever been hungry? How many of y'all been hangry? You know what hangry is? That's when you're so hungry, you're angry. I've been there. Listen, I love food. I, I, I'm not the type of parent, some of you are the type of parent, that you'll gladly give food to your children. I got a little five-year-old. He, he, we were eating yesterday. He wanted some of my food. No. This is mine. You have your chicken nuggets. This is mine. Like, I don't go, oh, yes, precious little thing. No, give me my food. That's me. I'm very selfish when it comes to food, all right? I love food. I, I love it. But Jesus fasted. He pulled away from food to deny himself, to win the battle, to really discover who he is. Listen, there's lots of reasons to fast. Lots of good reasons. But can I tell you they all boil down to one? Because there's really only one. We fast to deny ourselves. That's what it is. See, we could pray anytime. You could pray in the morning, you could pray in the afternoon, you could pray when it's very convenient on the way to car. It's never convenient to not eat. Some of you should try it. You'll find out. I've talked to people about fasting, and they go, you mean you don't eat on purpose? You skip a meal on purpose? Yeah, it's fasting. You should try it. See, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Come on now. I said if it was easy, y'all wouldn't be looking at me the way y'all looking at me. Huh? If it was easy, we'd just say, hey, forget 21. Why not, why not 40? Huh? I mean, listen, if it was easy, everybody would do it. It's difficult. Why? Because it's denying yourself. Here's what fasting really is. You ready? Here's what fasting really is. Fasting is disconnecting from the world. And prayer is connecting to God. That's why I'm telling you, next year, somebody remind me of this. Next year, we're not calling it 21 days of prayer and fasting. Guess what we're calling it? 21 days of fasting and prayer. Why? Because we are fasting, first of all, listen, fasting to disconnect from the world. And nothing disconnects you like pushing the food away. 
Oh, I understand there's all sorts of fasts that you could do, and we'll talk about some different limitations because not everybody can fast the same way. But when it comes to the Bible, biblical fasting is separating yourself from food. Food. You know that thing that we eat three, four, five, six times a day? It's hard. But guess what I have found? I have found that when you really commit to it, there's a grace that comes. Some of you who have done this, you know what I'm talking about. There's, there's a grace that comes where God's strength comes into your life. And you go, you know what? I can do this. God's going to enable me to do this. This is possible. This is possible, right? Jesus had to fast. You say, you mean, you mean, Pastor, if he didn't fast, he never would have discovered who he was? All I'm telling you is this. Jesus did fast. I can't tell you what would happen if he didn't. All I can tell you is, guess what? He did. He didn't fast three days, ten days. He fasted 40 days. And when he walked out of that desert, he was confident. I'm the son of God. This is my purpose. This is why I've come. Listen, when we get done with these 21 days, my prayer is that you walk away from these 21 days going, you know what? I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. And guess what? I can do what this book says I could do. And if it says I can lay hands on people, if it says I could pray for people, if it says, hey, guess what? I, could, I can believe God for change to be broken in my life, then, then I believe it because I'm a son of God. I'm a child of God. Listen, I can walk out a free person. Why? Because of what I've done? No, because of what he's done. Amen? I'm a child of God. And you could discover who you really are in Christ. And I have a purpose. I have a destiny. And it is a fight. You have to fight for it. You just can't get handed it. You can't buy it. There's no amount of money in the world that could buy purpose. You have to fight for it. And this 21 days, let me tell you, there's a spiritual battle that's going to take place. Because some have already determined, uh uh-uh. And some are going this morning, oh, maybe. And then there's others that are going, yeah, I'm ready. I can do this. And then you wake up and you go, yes, this is going to happen. I'm going to believe God that this, this 21 days, I'm going to find out who I really am and what is my purpose in life. Because listen, you can get all the money in the world. You can be as beautiful as you can be. You can attain. You can accomplish. You can be entertained. You can laugh. You can have all the happiness. But if you never discover your God-given purpose, then you have missed out on why you were born. You've missed out. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go another month, year, missing out on why I was born. This is why I was born. Can I give you some some don'ts and some do's? All right? Let me give you some don'ts. Please don't over the next 21 days. First of all, don't just skip meals. That's called dieting. And it's a very poor way to do that, Okay? So it's not skipping meals. What you're doing is you are pushing away from the table 
in order to seek God through prayer and study of his word. All right? So don't just skip meals. You go, well, I never eat breakfast anyway. I guess I could fast breakfast. No, that's not fasting. Okay? All right? Don't ask anyone, oh, what are you fasting? No, listen, that doesn't help, okay? Don't come up to me and ask me what I'm fasting. All right, just, just do it on your own. You fast as the Lord leads you to fast. Now, I do believe in this, finding one person to be accountable to. One person. Just find one person. I, I've got, you know, at least one, maybe one, maybe two. Don't, don't broadcast it, and please, please, don't go on social media and go for the next 21 days. I'm not going to be on here because I'm seeking God. Bless your darling heart. You just got your reward. Now, don't do that, okay? Just get off. You're not going to be missed that much, okay? <laughs> Promise you. Life will go on. Facebook will go on without you, okay? Nobody's going to freak out. <gasps> they haven't posted in five hours. No, it'll be okay. In fact, they'll probably be... No, I'm just kidding. Moving right on. So find that one person. Man, I, I texted somebody yesterday that we fasted together a lot uh, for several years. And, and I said, hey, are you doing your famous uh, chocolate milk fast? And, and they go, yeah, yeah. For the next 21 days, only chocolate milk. Bless you. Good for you. I don't know how you do it. But I saw them fast 21 days drinking only chocolate milk. I don't suggest that. That's not good. But hey. Whatever works for him. All right, let me give you some do's. You ready? Number one, develop a Bible reading plan. All right, like I said, fasting isn't skipping meals. Fasting is getting into the Word of God and getting into prayer. Now listen, here's what you could do. Every phone, every tablet has a, a, an app, right, called Version. I suggest you download it if you don't already have it. It's the most popular Bible app there is. They have 21-day plans on there. You find a plan that you like. Grab a book that's going to help you. Proverbs has 31 chapters. Most months have 31 days. Today is January 8th. Read Proverbs 8. Tomorrow, Proverbs 9. And so on and so on. Develop a Bible reading plan. Listen, we're going to go on throughout this series, and we're going to talk about how Jesus won the battle. And guess what? He knew the Word of God. Okay? So you have to get into the Word of God. It's going to help you. Okay? Otherwise, you're just dieting. Word of God and prayer. Number two, start a prayer journal. You know you women like to buy those things anyway, right? Take your husband's credit card, go down to the store, buy a brand new journal, Spend 20 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever you want to spend. Tell him, I said so. It's okay. Buy a new journal and start writing. Grab a piece of paper. Grab a pen. Just write down what the Holy Spirit's speaking to your heart. Write down some prayer requests. Over the next 21 days, I'm going to believe God for this. Why? We're disconnecting from the world to deny ourselves, but we're connecting to God so that we can hear his voice so that God can speak to us. Amen? So start a prayer journal. We have prayer guides at the back table that follow along with the Lord's Prayer. There's six points. If you pray each one for five minutes, you have prayed for 30 minutes. If you pray each one of those points for 10 minutes, you've prayed for an hour, right? 
Come here on, in the mornings, Monday through Friday. We pray, but let's, you don't have to pray the whole time. Grab your Bible, read the Word of God, write some things down, okay? Come at night. It's going to help you. So start a prayer journal. And then number three, decide how and what to fast ahead of time. Don't even think for a moment you're going to go, well, tomorrow I'll wake up and then decide whether I'm going to fast. I, I can never do that. Why? Because I'm a breakfast person. I got to have some eggs, some ham. Come on, so, anybody? Come on, somebody. Some biscuits and gravy. Any Southerners? What, are you all transplanted from someplace else? I got to have some food in the morning. And so I'm hungry. Listen, you've just slept for six, eight hours. Some of y'all, ten hours. Get up, and your body is starving. So if you decide, huh, well, if tomorrow morning I'm hungry, I'll fast. But if there's no hunger, then I know the Lord is telling me, no, no, you're going to be hungry. The point is you move past hunger, and you say, God, I'm hungry but I'm more hungry for you. God, I'm hungry. I'm starving, God. Death could set in at any moment, but guess what, God? I'm more hungry for you. I want to see you, God. I want to hear your voice. I want to know who I am. I want to discover my identity. I want to discover my God-given purpose. I want to know your will for my life, your plan for my life, God. Amen? Let me ask you this question in closing. Let me ask you this. What are you going to do with another year of your life? I mean, listen, what are you going to do with another year? I, I get the double whammy in January. And, and here's the double whammy. January 1st, and then my birthday is December 30th. And so, it, you know, you, everything hits at once. So I realized, well, I'm, I'm not only a year older, it's another year on the calendar. Because I was just thinking... My wife and I had been married a few years, and it was just 2,000. Remember 2,000? You thought the computers were going to flip, and the world is going to come to an end because there's going to be no groceries, food again. See how we have that problem? You thought, oh, what's going to happen? It's now 17 years later. How many of you know life just goes, man? The Bible says life is like a vapor. It is here one minute and gone the next. Listen, time is just that hourglass, man. And guess what? It is fastened to a table. There's no flipping it. And that sand is every day. Another day just goes by. And eventually it's going to be gone. Now let me ask you, what are you going to do with another year? Don't you think... This would be a great year to say, guess what? I, I'm going to find out my purpose. Why am I here on this earth? I'm going to discover God's plan for my life. 